Hey everybody and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. Uh, excited to have you with me today as we are going to look at the final chapter of 1 Thessalonians. Now I want to look at only one verse in this final chapter and it's really a verse that is it's a verse that is like a, like a Swiss army knife. It's a it's a multi-functioning, multi-purpose, multi-tool that allows us, you and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, it allows us to know how to disciple and care for and walk with other men and women in the church that, that might be dealing with different issues in their lives. You know, sometimes we, we face moments where we can help a brother or sister in Christ and we're unsure, what does this person need from me right now? How, how can I help them in this moment? Well, uh, th there, there are many answers to that, but this one text is, as I said, it is a multi-tool that gives us a, a few handles, a few tools that we can think through when we are caring for someone. Let me show you the text. It's chapter 5, verse 14. As Paul is wrapping up this letter, as he has checked on the Thessalonians, he's found out that their faith, faith is solid. He is strengthening and solidifying their faith even more with this letter. And now he's starting to bring it to a conclusion. Here's what he says. He says, we urge you, brothers, look, look at these tools. Admonish the idle. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with them all. Now, this is Paul's instructions to the, the Thessalonians. He says, as you're dealing with different situations, you're going to find different people that are going through different things. Let me, let me give you some examples. He says that you are to admonish the idol. Admonish the idol. Now, when we say admonish, we're talking about correction. We're talking about a strong rebuke that is an encouragement to not do what's wrong, but instead do what's right. Now, the idle person, we think this, we think lazy, but this is the, the idea of, of they're, they're unengaged, they're apathetic, they're, they're unwilling to be part of the task at hand. They're, they're maybe selfish in their pursuits. They're, they're disengaged from the work of God. And so Paul says, look, as you look around and you say, hey, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of ways we serve the Lord. There's a lot of needs in our community. There's a lot going on in our church. The, and there are those who, they're sitting on the bench, they're unwilling to engage. They're unwilling to participate. They're disengaged with the community. This is someone who is idle. Now, idleness takes all sorts of forms. Uh, an, an idle person in our world today might be someone that they, they pop into church, they, they absorb stuff, and they leave, but they don't actually engage in the community. This can be someone whose life is, they've trusted in Jesus, but their life is consumed with, with extra activities. They have a hobby or they have sports and it just, it consumes their life. Right now we're beginning uh, football season and, and uh, I, I, sometimes we just get drawn into, you know, professional sports and we, we know all the stats and we know all the players for different teams, but we don't know any books of the Bible. We don't know what was even preached this last weekend. This is a life that is idle. Now, I speak right now to really two folks, those who are saying, how can I help the idol? And maybe you find yourself looking at your life and saying, I'm a little bit idle. I am not doing the things that I should be doing. Let this be to that person, let this be an admonishment. But then to my brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who are doing the work and you look around and you say, man, so-and-so, they're, they're not really engaged. I would encourage you to be tactful in how you admonish them. 
In fact, if you look at the very last phrase here, be patient with them all. This isn't saying you go and you find a, a, a really good stick and you go and, and start to whoop on someone to get them to not be idle. No, this is to strongly encourage them. This is to say, brother, sister, listen, listen, we're living for eternity. This doesn't mean you do not watch other things, your sports or whatnot, but, but listen, you, you, we need you. We need you on the front line serving with us. We need you encouraging and praying and, and growing in your faith. We need you to engage with Christ and engage in the life of the church. Admonish the idol. It says encourage the faint-hearted. This is the one who is who's weak in the faith. Their heart is weak. They, they're, they're discouraged. They're discouraged. They're, they're overwhelmed with life. There's so much going on around them and they feel like they just can barely hang on. Uh, this, this person needs encouraging. To encourage is to come alongside, literally come right alongside and strengthen them. This is to put their arm around your shoulder and put your arm around them and to lift them up and hold them and say, I know you're weak. How can I, how can I walk with you? You got this. I'm right there for you. Some of the greatest encouragement is when we simply just pray for each other. You might notice a brother or sister and they look extra weary, extra tired, and you say, hey, what's going on? Can I just pray for you? Now, let me speak to the person that's weak for just a moment. So often, we are excellent at hiding. I mean, excuse me, the person who's faint-hearted. We are excellent at hiding the reality that we are faint-hearted. We might grind Monday through Saturday working and just being so discouraged, and then we show up at church at the weekend and we smile and we've got our our clothes that are all dressed up nicely maybe and and ladies you got your makeup on and and you put on the show and you leave but you have not been encouraged at all and it's not because people don't encourage you it's because they don't know that you need encouragement if you're faint-hearted you know maybe one of the best things you can do today is to uh, pause this video and text a friend and say, hey, uh, I'm just really discouraged right now. Would you pray for me? You know, it's so hard to confess that, to admit that. I know sometimes I get overwhelmed and I get discouraged. And I just lay it out there to our elders at our church and a few other friends. and say, listen, I'm, I'm really discouraged. And I know when I do that, it's like there's just the burden. It's a little bit less because I know they're sharing it with me and they're praying for me. Would you just be willing to be transparent if you're discouraged to share with others what you're going through? Encourage the faint-hearted. Now, if you receive one of those texts, uh, jump on that. Encourage that person. Pray for them. Say, hey, let's get coffee. Let's, let me take you out for a, uh, let's go get lunch or let's go for a walk. Do whatever it is you can to encourage them. Be there for them. Let them know they're not alone. Then it says to help the weak. You know, the weak is the person that they find themselves failing in their sin and they hate it they, they hate it the weak person is a person who is uh, they find themselves drinking too much again or they've they've gone to the wrong places on the internet again or they're engaging in the wrong environments again and they're they're, they're doing the wrong thing and then they they're filled with this regret and this sorrow and they've fallen on their face and they feel weak and they feel shameful and they feel guilty and this person needs your help this help is an, it, it is active involvement in their life. It's a daily phone call. It's a, hey, uh, 
you know, if, if you need to come and, and spend the evenings at my house instead of spending them alone, come and hang out with me. It's, hey, I, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Why don't you come tag along with me just so that we can maybe not even talk about deep stuff, but just be together so you're not alone. Let me help you. Let me help you. It's a person who needs uh, help figuring out their budget. Let me sit down and, and plan a budget with you. Let me help you. Help the weak. Then it says, and be patient with them all. Be patient with the idle. Be patient with the faint-hearted. Be patient with the weak. This is the willingness to suffer a long time in relationship with the person who is struggling so that you see them through to the end and you help them. You're with them. This is the this is the multi-tool. This is our ancient way for our modern day. I know there's some other more exciting things we could talk about for the end of this chapter, but, but here's, here's my encouragement to you today. You are placed in the lives of other men and women for this purpose. You have brothers and sisters around you and they are idle and they need you to come alongside them and say, hey brother, we need you in the game. You need to be in your word. You need to be reading the Bible. You need to be in prayer. Let's get together and let's study together. Let's pray together. And then there are those who are faint-hearted. You need to encourage them, come alongside them, and strengthen them. And there are those who are weak and they need your help. They're realizing they can't do it on their own. If there are those, if you, if you can think of one person in each category, your homework, your ancient way for your modern, the modern day is to engage with these people, be there for them. They need you. And now you have a vision, some tools on what it like, looks like to help them. This is our ancient way for our modern day.